Well, good morning, everybody. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for being here today on LFA TV here on Rumble.com. A great song, Never Let Go, by uh, Ascent featuring Jen Ledger. That's not John Legend. That's Jen Ledger. Great song. And uh, it's true. God is never going to let go of you. Jesus is never going to let go of you. Um, the Holy Spirit is never going to let go of you. If you don't feel God, if you don't feel Jesus, if you don't feel the Holy Spirit, well, guess what? Then you're not in tune with the Holy Spirit. You're not intertwined with the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're also going to find out a little bit about uh, uh, Jesus's sacrifice. Uh, we're going to dive deep into the reason that it needed to be a cross, the reason that it needed to be what it was, and why it couldn't be something else. We're going to dive deep. I'd like to say hello to Scotty. Scotty just said, here's to a solid massive win for Trump tonight in the granite state of New Hampshire. Big shout out to you, Scotty. Thank you very much for the donation. Thank you for being here every day. Very loyal, very humble guy. Um, Thanks for the Christmas presents that you sent my wife and I. And I'd also like to give a big shout out to Larry Reha. And there's a reason why, folks. I'll tell you why. It's because being a Christian, it means that you have to do the one thing that God does for us. Forgive. And I need forgiveness just like I need to give forgiveness. So I was talking to Larry Reha this morning. Larry Reha said, I apologize, Jeremy. I said, Larry, I apologize. He said, I forgive you. I said, I forgive you. And Larry's back in the chat. Um, it's great to have him back. It's great to be able to, you know, mend any issues that people have in life. I mean, hey, we're a family, right? Families fight. That's the way things happen. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good to have that healthy argument. Sometimes you hold each other accountable for things. So anyway, big shout out to Larry. Big shout out to Kalia. Big shout out to Carol and Massey Paws. Big shout out to Jay Gizme and 1776 DeCoster. Thank you to Mad Tess. I see you in the uh, chat. Michelle Curl, good to see you. Miranda, exactly. Love you. Eileen Jimenez says, we love you, Larry. We always have. We always have. Love everybody, right? Um, Rosebud, good to see you. Race Mom, thank you for being here. Nikki, not Nikki Haley. Nikki is in the building. Nikki, 1973. Uh, Jessica O'Brien, Cindy Lauer, good to see you. T. Mitchell and Troy says, signing in. Aspen, by Eli a hash brown. Going to be a long day. <laughs> yep, yep, going to be a long day. Folks, if you don't know, we're going to be doing election coverage here from 6 until about 10 or 11 p.m., depending on when we get our results. Uh, you might know that one town, it's already getting spread around social media like Nikki Haley actually did something. There's one town in New Hampshire, far north New Hampshire, that has six voters. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, six voters. And all six voters came out and voted for Nikki Haley at midnight because we have a midnight election here in New Hampshire because we're the first. We like to be the first. So we have one midnight one midnight select uh, election and Nikki Haley won all six votes in this town of six people. So, or six voters. So, you know, all over social media this morning, they're like Nikki Haley wins hundred percent of the vote in New Hampshire. And it's like this town of six people like which, <laughs> that, uh, you know, that all voted for Biden in 2020 and voted for Hillary in 2016. So it's a liberal area near Canada of all places and nobody cares. Uh, so don't get, don't get too, uh, 
flabbergasted or flustered when you see that today. It absolutely means nothing. Now, some people are saying they don't have volume. Number one, make sure your computer or your TV volume is up. If that's not the case, then make sure the volume on the screen itself is turned up if you're on your computer or on your phone. If that still doesn't work, then do me a favor. I know you don't hear this, but maybe somebody could put it in the chat. Close out your tab and then start another tab and put rumble.com again and go back in. Okay? Kittenhead said, Larry, so proud of you. Both gave me goosebumps, goosebumps. Scotty says, it's for reason. Chris Green is in the building. Big shout out to Chris and Julie. Um, Eli, uh, my cousin Aspen gave um, money to get you a hash brown because it's going to be a long day. He's laughing. He knows I'm trying to make him fat on purpose so he can get fatter than me. You know that I've been, uh, I've been taking the lean, right, and the field of greens. I want to show you something. Can we do a side camera here? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Where'd he go? Where'd Jeremy go? Oh, you see me from the side. I'm as thin as paper. I'm just kidding, but I am losing weight. I am losing weight, and I want to try to make Eli fat so that I feel better about myself. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's good to see all you here. Let's get into this morning's show. Uh, I titled this morning's show Paid in Full. Everybody's laughing. Uh-oh, where did he go? <laughs> Oh, my Lanta. Uh, Jeremy, you look great. Well, thank you very much. And I'm doing it a healthy way, too. A lot of people think, oh, if you take any of your diet pills or whatever. No, no, these are, these are natural and good, and good people from a good company. So, uh, Joe, Bo- <laughs> Joe Bo said, you're not right. I am not right. You are 100% correct on that one. You look good. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Uh, Kitten says, I have rumbled and shared on Facebook, Getter, X, and Truth. Wow, same here. I did the same thing. Jeremy, is Eli pregnant? No, but he's about to be. Um, just wear camouflage. Nobody will ever see you. <laughs> All right. Paid in full. Let's get started. Here we go. Um, episode number 275, folks. We're on our way to episode 300. It's truly a, a blessing. And I wrote this in the description, just in case you haven't looked yet, okay? Uh, Race Mom says, I want to start lean, too. I'm telling you, this stuff is amazing. Um Yeshua, Jesus, Emmanuel, the great I am. This man did the unthinkable. Most people wouldn't even die for their own family members to live. This man not only died, but he died for strangers in the most painful an unthinkable way that you could die. Why? Have you ever thought of why God didn't just decide to have Jesus stoned to death or beheaded or killed instantly? Do you really believe that it was to make an example of him to die that way? Well, maybe for the Jews and for the Romans... It was to make an example out of him for others so that they know whom to fear and why. But God, ladies and gentlemen, is all about seeing things from a different point of view than we do. And our natural default reasoning 
takes us to a very obvious answer. But God's answer and God's point of view is so much different and so much more holier and above ours that we may not understand why he had to die the way he did in order to achieve what he achieved, in order to succeed at his mission. And I think it goes a lot deeper than you guys even think. Now, I see some great answers in here. Joe Bo says, to save his people, it had to be blood. You're 100% right, but we can get blood in a thousand ways. Why on the cross? Why the way he did? Why the thorn, um, the thorn crown? Why the pierced side? Why the crucifixion? Why that way? There's a very, very, very specific reason why God had Jesus die in this way and not in another way that you could have gotten blood. The reason Jesus had to die that way was a very, for a very specific cause. It needed to happen that way, and I'll tell you why today. It was a criminal death fulfilling prophecy. Godchick says he didn't only give his life for humanity, but he rose from the dead. That's exactly right. To fulfill prophecy. That's a great answer, but still isn't going to satisfy a regular person wondering, okay, so we fulfilled prophecy. Good. What prophecy and why? The question is not that he did it and that it was prophesied that he did it and it was the Romans' way of killing somebody like the most painful way. And it wasn't just to make the Jews make an example. There's a reason, a God reason, why Jesus had to die in this way. And today, I'm going to blow your minds. So what do we have in here? 1,200 people? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask the Lord for discernment. Let's ask the Lord for humbleness. Let's ask the Lord for to be able to comprehend his word today so that we don't get it wrong, so that we don't turn anybody off. I know yesterday was a very difficult show for a lot of people. I really do. I know that it was very difficult to hear me questioning why Jesus' name is Jesus and not just Yeshua. I know that some people thought, oh, this is going to turn people off. I have... I, I think it's opposite. Yesterday, we had some of, the, some of the highest numbers we've ever had on Rise Up. And I think the reason why is because the questions that I ask, the questions that I personally have with my journey with Jesus are questions that a lot of people have too. And they're afraid to bring them up. Well, there's no fear here on Rise Up. Okay? There's no fear here on Rise Up. It's all about getting where God needs us to get to. So let's get into it today. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. Remove your headphones if you're wearing them. And let's silently close our eyes. Think about the cross. Think about the cross. Think about what Jesus did on that cross. Think about what he did after the cross. And then we'll talk about why, okay? Rachel Hawk says, nope, can't watch. Still trying, frustrated. Somebody please put, Eli, will you please put this in the chat? Close out your tab reopen a tab don't just keep refreshing because your computer's trying to pull old data so you not you can't refresh you have to go off and then reopen another tab put in rumble.com then come back to LFA okay all right in the name of Yeshua Jesus of Nazareth Lord today we ask for discernment we ask to be humble and we ask to be able to understand and comprehend your word today. 
as to why Jesus died in the way he died. What was God trying to accomplish by having Jesus die in that way? Lord, yesterday I know I came to you with some very, very difficult questions. Uh, Lord, I know we had some difficult conversation yesterday that a lot of people you know, didn't like. Maybe they did. I don't know. But I know it's necessary in my journey. And Lord, I want to thank you for this journey. I want to thank you for giving me those questions. I want to thank you for weighing it on my heart to want to know more. And I want to thank you for the fellowship that I get every day with these wonderful people in the audience here on this Godcast. Without it, I don't know what I, where I'd be. I want to thank you for Rise Up. And I want to ask that you dwell with us today and give peace where it's needed. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Ivanister said, I logged back out, logged back in, and that helped. Yeah, the reason why the problems are uh, persisting with some of you folks is because your computers are trying to pull old data. You've got to reconnect to Rumble in a new path so that you're not pulling old data, okay? Mazipaw says, Jeremy, I pray every night for the Lord gives you his true word to share. He has put you in such a beautiful place to share his love. Thank you, Jeremy, for always being humbled by the Lord. Jeremy, I got my Jewish Bible this morning. Cannot wait to dive into it. My dad was diagnosed with cancer, is doing well. Okay, that's good. Both good news. I thank you very much. The cross was Jesus' signature on what he built. You're right, but there's more. I'm going to have a great day, said Scotty. I'm in week three of three weeks fast with my church. This week is no, is no did until 6 p.m. Now I'm sick. Detoxing is rough. It sure is, but that's what God wants it to be. He wants it to be our cross uh, to bear. Jeremy, after sleeping on it, how's your soul with yesterday's question? My soul with yesterday's question is great. Uh, I still have the question. I've gotten some answers. Um, again, I don't, think it's, I don't think it rises to the occasion of, you know, making it this big deal. It is a, it's just a question that I had, and I would like, you know, as, as many different answers as I can on it. That's all. Kalia, Mr. Jeremy, I got honor roll, says little David. He got honor roll after all that hard work and after all that uh, 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 failing. He got back up and, and, and got on honor roll. Everybody in the chat, why don't we give David, give little David a round of applause. That right there, he was going down the wrong path. We prayed for him. He got back on the right path. He's a young man, and now he's on the honor roll. That right there is what we're talking about. That is what we're talking about. Okay. We have 1,350 people. Okay. Patty says, I just ordered lean. Awesome. All right. You want to get to the nitty gritty? All right. Here's what we're going to do. First of all, I want you guys to open up your books, your Bibles, to Colossians 2. 13 and 14. While you guys do that, I'm going to be opening up my messianic Bible. I ordered my rapture ready t-shirt. That's amazing. Good job. All right. We're going to open up my messianic Bible. We're going to go to Colossians. Corinthians, Corinthians, Colossians. There we go. Colossians 2, 13. Let's read from what the Messianic Bible says, and then we'll dive deep into today's verse 
and really blow your mind with some really, really amazing information. All right, Colossians 2, 13 and 14 says this. You were dead because of your sins. That is because of your foreskin, your old nature. But God made you alive along with the Messiah by forgiving all your sins. He wiped away the bill of charges against us. Because of the regulations, it stood as a testimony against us, but he removed it by nailing it to the execution stake. And then going on to verse 15, stripping the rulers and authorities of their power, he made public he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by means of the stake. You notice that it talked about a bill being paid in full. You notice that I titled today's show Paid in Full. Now, I want to read to you from the NIV what that says. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Now, let me read something for you before we get to my information that I want to give to you today. I should say that God's information that he wants me to give to you today. Financial debt can feel challenging and even overwhelming. I think all of us can attest to that. However, spiritual debt is much more dangerous because its impact is eternal. All of us have a spiritual debt that we cannot pay from birth, but the Bible tells us that God has paid our debt. He canceled the payment due for our sins. What is the wages of sin? It is death. God's paying you your wages When you sin and do not atone for that sin. But if you atone for that sin through Jesus, his son, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Well, ladies and gentlemen, your debt will be then canceled for those sins. And instead, accepted the payment, accepting the payment God will do that his son provided when he died on that cross. God grants freedom, not chains, freedom to all of those who follow his son, Yeshua. Jesus once encountered a woman who recognized the depth of her sin in Luke 7. Her love toward Jesus overflowed into service because she was so grateful to experience forgiveness. She received forgiveness for her spiritual debt, and it changed her life forever. Likewise, accepting God's payment for our spiritual debt means that our obligation is paid in full, enabling us to live as free children. Now, how many people do we have in here? Enough to blow your minds. Are you all ready? I want to see you say I'm ready with an open heart, an open spirit, and open ears. I'm ready for the word, Jeremy. Let me have it. Thirst for it. Yearn for it. I do. You should too. Here we go. I had to write this down because I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss anything jump over anything, skip over anything, forget anything. And it's really quite amazing when you put it all together. 
Okay, here we go. I need a drink of my Rise Up coffee for this. Eli, how you doing over there? You doing good? Yeah, doing good? You over there just working hard or hardly working? Working hard. Working hard. You better be because these people pay you to do it. And he knows it. He's out there working hard, folks. Morning until night. All right. I, want to, I just want the Holy Spirit to speak right now. So, Lord and Heavenly Father, I'm praying the Holy Spirit can speak. Here we go. The reason why Jesus was put on a wooden cross or a tree, because that wooden pole came from a tree, right? And there's a reason why God had him die this death. In the beginning, Adam and Eve, man stole from the tree of life. God puts back on the tree for you and me to undo everything that was done in the beginning by Adam and Eve. Got me so far? So because Adam and Eve took from the tree, then God needed to put back up on the tree, the wood, everything so that you and I can have everything undone from what happened in the beginning. Now remember, folks, all our life is about trying to get back to Adam. All of our Christianic life is about going back to the basics, going back to the beginning, going back to before there was sin. That's what Jesus represents. Ready for this? Oh, I'm not even done yet. I'm about to blow your mind even more. Here we go. His hands were pierced because our hands stole from that tree. Wow. So here we have Adam and Eve stealing from a tree. God putting back up on that tree everything that was lost and everything that was done to destroy our eternal life with God. God pierced. Jesus' hands, because it was our hands that brought on our own iniquity. Jesus had to pay for that. Jesus has to become sin. Our sin started with the tree. Our sin started with our hands. Jesus was put back up on the tree, and his hands were pierced for our iniquity with our hands. I'm not done yet. His feet. It's going to bring tears to my eyes. His feet were pierced. Because the first messianic prophecy involved the feet. If you go back and look at messianic prophecy, the very first messianic prophecy that there was ever known to man that was ever written down involved your feet. So now you have Jesus being put on a tree that we took off of. You have his hands being pierced because our hands stole the, 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 the fruit. And you have his feet pierced and it's fulfilling the first messianic prophecy. I'm about to blow your mind even more. His side was pierced why? Because Eve came from the side of Adam. So he's making atonement for Eve, the one who led humans 
into temptation. blowing my mind right now. The Holy Spirit is blowing my mind right now. Here we have the tree of life that we sinned against. Jesus nailed to that tree for that sin. We have the holes in his hands because our hands took the fruit. We have the first messianic prophecy talking about the feet. Guess what? The feet were pierced and we have the side being pierced, which is the side that God took Adam and put him to rest and created Eve out of his side And God needed to make atonement for what Eve did, so Jesus' side was pierced as well. Folks, he took sin. He took everything that we did and put it on Jesus. It isn't just, oh, Jesus, you died for our sins. No, he died for the specific sins that we did in the beginning. (sighs) And last but not least, the crown of thorns. The crown of thorns. They put a crown of thorns and thistles on Jesus' head that pierced Jesus' skin and caused him to bleed and blood running down his face. Zibia, uh, Eileen says, an eye for an eye. That's, ex- That's exactly right. The crown of thorns on his head. What happened after Adam and Eve sinned against God? What came out of the ground? What did the ground produce as a curse to Adam and Eve because they did what they did? The curse of creation is that the ground would therefore produce thorns and thistles and weeds that humans were going to have to till and fight with in order to just even grow food. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus taking the thorn crown of thorns on his head he's literally taking the curse that God put on the world of thorns and thistles to reverse it and to restore the blessing of Yahweh there it is folks there it is so when I ask you Why did Jesus have to die on a cross? We don't say because he died for our sins. That's the easy way. That's the quick way. We don't say because he had to have blood atoned for our sin. We explain the exact reason why Jesus died the way Jesus died. Because he had to die that way in order to atone for all of our sins and Adam and Eve's sin that they did in the beginning. God needed to restore And the only way to restore is what somebody said in the chat, eye for an eye. Symbolism in the Bible is amazing. It truly is. It truly is. How many of you 
knew where I was going with this. How many of you expected that kind of an explanation to Jesus's death and why he had to die on that cross? How many of you? Let's pull up the Rumble chat and find out. Powerful, says Kittenhead. Fixing the problem completely, Mary Beck. Race mom, wow. Juphoff, his plan is so perfect, we can barely begin to understand his holiness. Sherry, I did not know. I did not know. Michelle, wow, Jeremy, thank you. It is truly amazing. Where else would it have gone? Not sure what that means. What, it, what was the question? I didn't know. Thank you, Jeremy, for sharing this. Faith trumps feelings. God bless you. Thank you for being here. I knew it was going to be deep, said Mad Tess. Grammy love. Jeremy, I'm so emotional because when I think about where Rise Up started and how exponentially you've grown in your walk with Jesus blows my mind. God is using you. I feel that way too. I feel, I feel like I could let him use me more though. That's, that's, where I, that's where I come into problem with it. You know, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Um, I'm so glad you're driving it into ensuring it with us. Wow, amazing. Great message. I had no idea. Awesome to hear. Please make it a short clip. This makes me so emotional to think about it. I have to go back and watch what happened. I missed it, said Ashley. I'm sorry. Is that why he is called the second Adam? Yes, it is. I I believe. I believe. Sobering to think about our Lord Jesus and what he did on that cross. It sure is. Thank you, Jeremy. I am not worthy. Neither am I. Neither am I. It makes me cry to even think that I would even ever thought I was worthy. I had no idea, and it is amazing. I did not know. I just got to give all glory to God, because without God, I wouldn't get these messages every morning, every night. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know why all these messages are coming to me? It's just because I'm seeking for them. It's only because I'm seeking the answers. So if I seek the answers, God says, seek and you will find, knock, and the door will be open. That's what God says. So I know that there was people, and I'm sorry I'm tearing up here. I know that there were some people yesterday that were very upset with me for talking about Jesus' name. But I'm seeking. I'm not trying to divide or hurt anybody. I am truly seeking myself. So if I have a question myself, because this is my personal journey with Jesus, I'm going to bring it to you guys because I wanted to know the answer. There's people telling me, how dare you do that? You turned people off from Jesus. You shouldn't do that kind of stuff on Rise Up. Well, thank you for telling me what I need to do on my show, on God's podcast that God is guiding me on every morning. Thank you for telling me what I need to do. I think what I need to do is do what God asks me to do, and that is seek and you will find. Seek and you will find. And I'm just, I just want to learn. I have questions. Is it that bad to have questions? W. Wilson, I wasn't upset, just disagreed. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. That's fine. You're not one of the people that, that message, but... Anyway, I have a lot of stuff to show you guys. Uh, so where do I begin here? Uh, thank you. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate that. Uh, Godchick, you've submitted your life to God. It's giving up 
giving you these messages. I loved it. By the way, questions are great. Keep seeking, Jeremy, and pass it on to us. Well, I'll do my best. How about that? Um, I thought I, I, I wanted to show you guys some stuff. I saved some pictures for you. And I came across something this morning that blew my mind. Blew my mind. I want to pull this up for you. Okay. Uh, I don't know how big your guys' screens are, but let me just pop this on the screen. This is the uh, promotion, the advertisement for season four of The Chosen. And you see here, it's got all the people that you see it on the show, that you know on the show, The Chosen season four. But look what it says right here. Can we blow this up a little bit? Look what it says right there. Rise up. I saw that as I was walking out of my bedroom this morning, checking my phone on the way to the coffee machine, and this popped up. And I saw Chosen season four. I said, great. I looked up and it said, rise up. Blew my mind. Now, not, not, that doesn't mean that that is, uh, you know, a message from God or anything like that. Uh, or in any way is, li- is rise up, you know, in tune or in, in, in tandem with Chosen. My, my point in, in showing that was God is bringing his people together. God is bringing the godly, Jesus' children. He's bringing us all together so that we're all on the same page. Rachel Hawk says, wow, God must want all of us to rise up. He does. He does. Amanda says, God answers you when you ask for him, Jeremy. He does. And Kong says, yes, rise up, people. Jesus is the only way. All right. Now, (laughs) because God's people are all working together, because we are trying to push the message of God once again in people's lives, there's an orchestrated effort to remove God from everything. There's an orchestrated effort to change the history of the Bible. So you see a lot of people like leaving things out or adding things to fit their narrative. Amazon and Netflix are the biggest culprits of this. Amazon and Netflix are constantly putting out false doctrine as Christianity in order to guide people away from or turn people away from the true word of God. Amazon has a new show and it makes Satan look like the hero and God look like the enemy, Eli. Of course they do, right? But it isn't a mocking show. That's the worst part about it. If it was just a show mocking God, I'd say, huh, par for the course, right? This is what humans do. However, when you see them trying to be serious about it and trying to pass this along as fact, that is when things get dangerous. Check this out. Once upon a time, there was a glowing city protected by golden gates known as heaven. It was ruled by beings of pure light, angels that worshipped good and shielded all from evil. 
Lucifer was one of these angels. He was a dreamer with fantastical ideas for all of creation. But he was seen as a troublemaker by the elders of heaven, for they felt his way of thinking was dangerous to the order of their world. So he watched as the angels began to expand the universe in their ways. From the dust of earth they created Adam and Lilith, equals as the first of mankind. But despite this, Adam demanded control, and Lilith refused to submit to his will. She fled the garden. Yeah. Drawn in by her fierce independence, Lucifer found her, and the two rebellious dreamers fell deeply in love. Together, they wished to share the magic of free will with humanity, offering the fruit of knowledge to Adam's new bride, Eve, who gladly accepted. But this gift came with a curse, for with this single act of disobedience, evil finally found its way into Earth. With it, a new realm of darkness and sin, and the order heaven had worked to maintain was shattered. As punishment for their reckless act, heaven cast Lucifer and his love into the dark pit he had created, never allowing him to see the good that came from humanity. Oh no. Only the cruel. Once upon a time. So there you go, folks. God created Adam and Lilith, not Adam and Eve. And the whole thing with Lilith is to is feminists and the LGBTQ movement, all them. They 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 put their faith behind or not their faith, but they they say if it's all true, then Lilith was the one that God created first. And she decided she wasn't gonna be under no man's thumb. And she ran away from that evil Adam and that evil God, only to be cursed because of what she did. That's Amazon Prime, folks. That is a cartoon for children. On Amazon Prime. Think about that. And again, I think the worst part about it is, look, if they were mocking Jesus, if they were mocking God, I'd say, whatever, it is what it is. But the fact that they're pushing this off as fact, that's scary, guys. That is very, very, very scary for young children. Because young children might hear about God. Say their parents aren't Christian family. Say they're not a a God-fearing family. Okay, and then they hear about God, say, in school or something like that. And then they're searching through Amazon Prime and they show this. Oh, this is about God. This is about this God I hear about. So they hear about this God and they say, I want to learn about it because I hear kids talking about it in school or out in public. And they put this on. They think God created Adam and Lilith. They don't have any idea. They don't have any idea. What they're really getting into. Terrible, terrible, terrible things that are going on on this planet. Now, remember earlier when I talked about being intertwined with God? When you are walking with Jesus and you know God's real and you know Jesus is real and you absolutely know that the Holy Spirit is with you and that you strap on that armor of God every day. One thing that you can be rest assured of is that there's never, nothing is going to harm you. I'm not saying bad things aren't going to happen on earth, broken bones, things like that. Nothing is going to harm your spiritual side. Your body will be hurt. Your bones will break. You'll get sick. That is what it is. I'm talking about the way you view life, the way you look at life. And the way you view life and look at life is everything. Perspective is everything. Point of view is everything. 
What you consider life-changing and detrimental, I consider every day. What you consider every day, I might consider life-changing and detrimental. It's all about the way you look at things. Christians have the best outlook on life that you can possibly have, period. Even an atheist would have to agree with that. That's why my wife and I decided to become Christian, was, or at least put our kids in the, in the church, was because we knew that Christians were good people regardless of God was real or not. God ended up revealing himself to, to us in that process, but that is why we did it. We did it as agnostics, knowing that Christians have a better life than everybody else. Not because they're richer, not because they get more, not because that they have privilege or anything like that. Well, they have privilege with the Lord, that's for sure, but not here on earth. As a matter of fact, they're hated here on earth more than everything else. They have a better life because spiritually they're in the perfect place. They are with Jesus. They are dwelling with God in the Holy Spirit, all three together in one with you. That is why Christians have such a great outlook on life. So you have to understand that being intertwined with the word of God will save you from any and everything. That is spiritual. But do you know what the word wait in Hebrew means? It means to be intertwined. And I saw this video showing it. I saved it. Because I knew you guys would like to see this. Let's get it on and roll it. Wait, it actually means to be intertwined. It's like a three-legged race. You tie up with your partner and you tie your legs together and then you have to get in sync with one another. That's what wait is in Hebrew. In Hebrew, you get in sync with God and he ties up with you. You feel when he pauses and you pause. You feel when he runs and you run. And it's those who intertwine, who wait, who tie their life up with God's. They renew their strength. You know the Hebrew word for wait? It actually means to be intertwined. The word wait in Hebrew means to be intertwined like a three-legged race. You move, I move. When I move, you move. Wait, Eli, isn't there a song that says that? When I move, you move. Just like that. When I move, you move. Just like Eli, we need to make a video with that song, but with God and Jesus walking with us, right? God looks at you. When I move, you move. We go, Just like that. When you move, I move. Uh, that's what being intertwined means. Now, is that a message or what, Jeremy? It sure is. It sure is. I am, Jeff says, I learned about Adam and Lilith over 25 years ago. This is a fact. It's not a lie. But Lilith was cast out because she would not bend to Adam. That is not a fact. That's not a fact. Lilith is a powerful demon, but God didn't create Adam and Lilith. That is not a fact. Annette says, Lilith is a raven-haired demon who preys on helpless newborn infants and seduces unsuspecting men using their wasted seed to spawn hordes of demon babies. You got it right. You got it right. 100% right. There is no Lilith. Well, not a Lilith that was created and cast out, but I do believe that there is a Lilith that is a demon that is that Satan controls. I mean, I even think that it even refers. I don't want. I don't want to say that yet because I don't know for sure. Um, so I'm not going to say what I don't know. Um, I am Jeff. Where did you hear about that? Said ZBM. That's a good question. I am always at peace because I know my Redeemer lives, even in struggles. I feel peace 
in my soul. Lilith equals Killery. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. All right, folks, so we had a pretty good lesson today. Amen? We had a great lesson today. Christians standing by sobbing and doing nothing. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Um, I hope you had a good message today. I hope this was a good uh, lesson for you. It was sure as heck a good lesson for me. You know, understanding why the symbolism of Jesus dying on the cross, like what that meant. Like, look, I could be 100% wrong, right? That's right, L. Brower. Now, I could be 100% wrong about the symbolism of Jesus' crown, about being pierced in the side, about his hands, about being on a wooden cross, about his feet being pierced, which is the first messianic prophecy. I could be wrong about all of that. But boy, it makes sense, doesn't it? If it's an eye for an eye, and if a sacrifice must be given, if balance must be there, then it can't just be balance of dying for sin. It's got to be dying of that sin. It's, it's got to be a symbolism of removing uh, things being removed and things being replaced, things being taken and things being brought back. That is what I believe it's all about. I think God wants us to get back to the original Adam and Eve as close as we possibly can. He wants us to get back to the original... Um, the original purpose for creation as we possibly can here on earth. And if we can do that, if we can do that, then we are literally bringing heaven on earth, as the Lord's Prayer says. As the Lord's Prayer says. So I, I pray that today's message was good for you. Now, you know how I said there's a lot of bad out there in the world? There's a lot of people out there in the world spreading false prophecy. A lot of people out there in the world spreading false messages, uh, false gods, all that. Well, then guess what? There's just as much good in the show. Or in the world, I mean. There's just as much good in the world as there is bad. Now, some people might not agree with me on that one. But uh, let me ask you this. When you go out in the world, do more bad things happen to you than good things? Or is it equal? Or do more good things happen to you than bad things? To me, it's what I see that is bad, but bad things really aren't happening to me so much. And there are good people out there doing good things. Like this guy, Zachary, who goes to Walmarts, kind of like our boy Topher does, and gives $20 for each answer that is answered correctly about the Bible. And he does this in Walmarts and in Targets and everywhere else. And I think it's just great. Maybe we ought to do this with some of the Slurp Fund money, Eli. Check this out. I think you'll like this. This is a good way to end the show. You name me two books in the Bible that start with the letter P. Proverbs and Psalms. Okay, okay, that's $20. <laughs> On what day did God create all the animals of the sea? The fifth day. Fifth day is actually... What? Get out of here. Stop that. <laughs> She's doing Who the dance. Who was the oldest person out to live in the Bible? We just went over this. We had this on a Wednesday. I don't know. Not Methuselah. 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 <laughs> Can you name me one prophet in the Old Testament? As Isaiah, that's a prophet. <laughs> Can you tell me who the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords the Lord is? Lord is Lords, Jesus Christ. $20. And how many days and nights did it rain in the flood of Noah? 40. 40? 40 days and Ooh, nights. Another 20, oh let's go. gracious. If you had one message to the world, what would it be? Give your life to Christ. Jesus is the only way. He said he is the way, the truth, and the light. So give yourself to him. Ooh, praise the Lord. <laughs> Can you, you see that, folks? I love that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I'm made for. That's the kind of stuff I'm built for. I just have 
you know, I've, I'm behind the desk all day. I'm doing my job here. It's hard to get out there, do content. I do it in real life. I just don't film it. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll start filming it. Maybe we'll start doing that and filming it. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not a very, uh, I'm not a very big, uh, you know, very big on, on filming my, my, the things that I do in my private life. I like talking about them, but filming them is a different, different thing. Sometimes I just like to be pure and natural, you know what I mean? And not go out there just for content. Uh, so I do stuff like this, not just this, but I do stuff like this all the time. I'm constantly talking to people in public about God and, and saying how great life is and smiling and trying to help people that clearly look down and let them know God loves them. Okay, I do that all the time, but I just don't, you know, I don't film it. That's all. Maybe I should start. I don't know. Anyway, we got to, uh, let's play some music on the way out as I read this last bit to you, okay? Sovereign God, right? That's what he is. Your word shows me that it's possible for your followers to be joyful and afraid at the same time. When an angel told the woman who came to your tomb that you had risen from the dead, they were afraid yet filled with joy. So I don't have to let fear keep me from experiencing the joy of your presence. This pleasure is not a luxury reserved for times when my problems and the crisis of the world seem under control. Your loving presence is mine to enjoy today, tomorrow, and forever. Otherwise, what he did on the cross isn't, you know, means nothing. Lord, help me not to give in to joyless living by letting worries about the present or the future weigh me down. Instead, I need to remember that neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate me from your love. I'm thankful that I can walk freely with you about my fears, expressing my thoughts and feelings candidly. As I relax in your presence and entrust all my concerns to you, please bless me with your joy, which no one can take away from me. Not even Lilith. <laughs> Woo! All right, folks, that's going to do it for Rise Up. I want you to listen to this music on the way out. Let it move you. Let it make you rise up. Let it clap your hands. I love each and every one of you. Mike Crispy comes up next, followed by two hours of live from America. And, yes, we have live coverage of the election tonight. I love you. God bless you. And keep God first place. And nothing will ever take you out. If God be for you, then who be against you? God bless you guys. See you later. Here it goes. 
you dancing like David. I want you dancing like David. Let's go. 